Production. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gridiron Talks, coming at you live from National Gridiron Network. Uh, check us out on our website at ngscsports.com, as well as our Facebook page, Twitter handle. Uh, I'm your co-host, Simon, and i got my co-host, CJ, on the line. Say hello. Super Bowl week. Here we go. Final football game of the season. This is it. For the uh, for the world championship, we're really going to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick win another Super Bowl, or see, oh, we're going to see the Seahawks become the first team to repeat in ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two of the most hated teams probably in the NFL right now. You got cheaters versus punks, overly confident. <laughs> yeah. A-holes is basically what they are. Nothing against them. That's just how One they know. Richard Sherman talks like every day. Like he talks trash like on a daily basis. I, yeah, he's a he's a media junkie. He <laughs> really is. He's really becoming one. I mean, as much as he doesn't, he's not so brash about personal talk smack, but he's he's a lot. You know, he, he's out in the media a lot, a lot of different social aspects. So. I don't know. He's always the one that always said, you know, you know, what was it? You know, I do my talking on the field, but well, you're doing talking on and off the field. I mean, he, he kind of he's starting to go out of his way to to get that, you know, limelight on him. And Marshall Lynch is the opposite. <laughs> oh, I mean, his interviews. Oh my God! His whole media conference—it's such a joke. Yeah, it really is a joke. I mean, it's like. I think he said the other day, twenty-five times. Um, what was it? What was the famous quote he kept saying? Yeah, uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, he said, uh, he said it like twenty-five <laughs> times in like in a matter of like two, like a minute or two minutes. Yeah, it's like I'm just here so I don't get fined. <clears throat> or you know, like today, it's like, well, you all know why I'm here. That's it. But he might still like, get fined because he keeps wearing his beast mode apparel. Right. His scrolling right. line he has, and he and they're warning that the NFL is warning him that it's not licensed products that he's wearing during media, so he might get fined anyway. <laughs> okay, so what's your personal opinion on Marshawn Lynch in terms of his whole media aspect? Are you do you agree with it? Do you not agree? Um, I uh, honestly, I think it. I think it's brutally annoying. I think you should just answer the damn questions. Yeah, it's. Maybe not during the season, but this is Super Bowl week. Every player has to partake in it. It's been players have had to do it over the years. It's just he's coming off as very brash and very like he's taken as a joke. It's very immature in my eyes. Yeah, watching it, you know, exactly. it's, it's very immature. It's like act like an adult. He's acting like he's like 13 years old. You know, it's like I don't want to be here. Like, like I'm exactly. gonna wind my way because I gotta be here right now type mentality. And it is it is kind of getting a little like, exasperated it's in my life. eyes. It is. It really. He's taking it he's the very immature way, and for a guy that's an established football player that's been around the league for a little while, you you'd expect a little more in my eyes. I mean, he should just. I mean, I don't care. You don't have to go into an elaborate detail about the question, but you know, you got to. I, I think he should. He should give some sort of of a formality in terms of answering them. You know, it's. it's it's bloody annoying, or or they need to just get him off off the media because I can't even stand to look at him with, with the mic in front of his face. 
I mean, yeah, I, NFL, I still find him. I would still find him taking as a joke because he's not well, answering questions. To, well, they need to do something because it's just a waste of time for him to always constantly be saying, "Well, I'm here not to get fined," or, uh, "You know, I'm here," and blah blah blah. It's and and why do the reporters keep asking the questions? Well, why won't he answer questions? What does he have against the media? Do we notice? I mean, why is he so? You know. Well, there's, I mean, the players come out, or his teammates, they're saying that's just how he is. He doesn't want media attention. But that's that's a load it's of, of being crap. A it's part of being a football player. That's that's part of being a part of, of your crap. job. You I know? mean, you're saying he has anxiety issues or, or, you know, public speaking issues. I mean, he was practically butt naked for that ESPN cover magazine uh, over yeah. the summer. Yeah. You know, I mean... I, I don't understand that. Or he's doing commercials or, or you know, radio interviews. Uh, I, uh, it's it's a chance to face the media. Look at, I'm not sticking up for Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, but did you think last weekend, last Saturday, they wanted to get up in front of the media and answer questions about this whole deflate, deflate gate? You know, they didn't want to. You think they would have wanted to do it? No, they have to, though. It's part, it's part of being a sports figure. It's almost like being a politician. You have to speak to yeah. the media, you know? Yeah, well, that's that's a little different because they're they're under the microscope for, you know, potential uh, altering of the game. But I mean, you know, I mean, Bill Belichick is, is you know, yeah, he he's another pretty much non-personality in front of media as well. For most of the times, I mean, he's got very, you know, mums the word when it comes to Bill Belichick and, and the media, so. But it's just—it's seriously annoying. Imagine going to dinner with Marshawn Lynch and Bill Belichick. That'd be a boring dinner, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I mean, did you see when well, Marshawn Lynch was just on Conan O'Brien too? Did you see that segment? No, he was. Oh, wow, did he answer yeah. questions? Yeah, he was on Conan O'Brien, and him and Gronk were on Conan O'Brien, and they were, you know, laughing, having a good old time. I mean, I, I don't understand that. And Gronk is the complete opposite. He'll answer anything. He'll sing Katy Perry songs. I mean, yeah. he's <laughs> yeah. the complete opposite. Yeah. Uh, but it's... I wish he would, they would do something. Either stop asking or stop putting him in front of the podium. You know, just find him if you're going to if you're gonna do it that way. Or, you know, put it under, you know, re-mandate re- the law that he has to answer questions in some kind of sentence form you know, with, with a subject and a verb in it or something. And you can tell the media is getting frustrated when they ask them. You can just tell they're, you know, it's going to be frustrating because, you know, at the same time, they're trying to write stories. You know, they they, right. they need they need stuff to write. This is a Super Bowl week. I mean, this is media week, and he's not providing much to... <laughs> to I think to I'd almost harass him if I was in media. I would, I would I mean, I'd probably do two things, like either just not even ask him a question and just stare at him, until his time is up, or you would just, you know, just bombard him with stuff and not even let him talk, and you just fill him with questions. And then you make up, like, you know, kind of between the lines kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, something. Got to do something if you're, if you're a beat writer, that's for sure. But, hmm. but did you catch any of the pro ball this past Sunday? No, I didn't watch too much. Um, I was actually watching the Royal Rumble. 
WWE Sunday nights. I didn't really see much of the Pro Bowl, but I saw highlights and and I was just you know typical. You know, I just can't get into All Star games in general. I I saw the hockey one was like what like seventeen to twelve or something to score. And right. Right. And the NBA one is always like you know there's no defense. It's all alley oops. And I mean the only the only All Star game to me that's significant that I'll watch a little of is the baseball one because it means like home field advantage right for the winner so it has a little bit you know it has a little uh uh you know uh reward at the end but these other pro bowl the pro bowl and it's just to me it's just a glorified scrimmage there's no hitting right you know, so you know and i don't blame them that part you don't want these guys hurting each other in a, in a scrimmage game and it's just they need to do something different it's i mean i, I hate I under- like captain's crap with it with a you know ex great NFL players like Michael Irvin and Jerry Rice got right. to pick their own team. That's boring. The same thing did that with the hockey one, too, where they had captains and they pick. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't mind that aspect. It's just it's the whole game itself because of the physical aspect. There's no physicality in it. I mean, no one wants to risk an injury, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just couldn't watch it. I mean, I It's just I a watered down, too, because you got... Right, uh, but they, the Super Bowl not in do, it, you know. I mean, what they should do is just turn it into like flag football. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it, something. At least they can run hard in flag football. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they can. Uh, they, it's unwatchable though. The Pro Bowl it really is. I haven't watched it in a long time. I mean, I'll. I know what happened because I read about it, and you know, I saw some highlights on ESPN, but it really is. Uh, I mean, I always turn it on, and then I, it's, and then it reminds me of why I don't watch it. Yeah, it's just, like you know, it's, just, it's so watered down because you got like we were saying, like guys in the Super Bowl aren't in it, so you didn't have Gronkowski, you didn't have Richard Sherman, you didn't have Tom Brady, um, and then, and top of that, we got guys you know always pulling out of it if they late season injuries. Yeah, so it just becomes to the point where it's like, yeah, it's 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 watered down with guys that. Some of them don't even belong there, and it's just there's no hitting. There's there's no excitement. Yeah, the fans are not really into it. It's like a preseason game. The atmosphere. Uh, right. Too many handshakes after each play because the players all know each other. It's just yeah. Right. I don't know. I I just I'm a huge football fan, but that's one thing I just cannot get into. I watch preseason football over that. Uh, well, they need to change it or something. They got to do something different. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. I, mean, I can't can't imagine how much TV time they actually get or how many viewers they get for that. Yeah, what are the ratings are for that? I didn't check the ratings for that this year. But I'm not sure. It was just All Star games are just. I used to like them when I was a kid. Like I used to be big on you know the dunk contest for NBA and all that. But mm-hmm. as I get older, I'm like it's just not. You know, it's just I get bored. I can't watch like five minutes of it. Well, the dunk contest is just not what it used to be either. You don't have Michael you Jordan know? in it or Kobe. It's all like secondary players that are in it now. Well, you know, and and back then it's like they took pride in it. You know, it was right. It was a it was an actual like almost an, an actual honor to win that. Now it's just it's a, it's a gimmick. You know, it's just adds you know entertainment value. But I mean. Yeah, old school dunk. I mean, I love that. I used to love watching that. But oh yeah, that was a when I was like ten, eleven years old. That was a Saturday night must the night before the All Star right. game. The three point shootout, like, dunk. 
and they didn't bring any, you know, they didn't bring cars into the into the court or, <laughs> you know, they didn't have a 12-foot a, a hoop where they had to raise it. You know, it's just, it's silly. It's just, yeah, and then nowadays it's like, some of the places you see the dunk contest, you're like, you don't even know who they are, though. You're like, who? You know, it's like the big names aren't in it anymore. You don't see, like, the big big name players partaking in it anymore. And right. But it's just, yeah, just Pro Bowl, they got to do something. I don't know. It's just it's something to draw interest. I don't know. I remember Roger Goodell was saying basically a couple of years ago, remember they were almost considering going away with it. Maybe he contemplated a couple of years ago. Just I don't know how how uh, serious he was about it, but he um, he contemplated uh, uh, totally getting rid of the uh, the Pro Bowl altogether. And yeah, he contemplated until he realized that he was generating revenue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know how he is. That guy's all about the money. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. I mean. Even if it's not as much as, as a typical game or, or you know, any, or anything else, I mean, it still generates revenue. It'll do anything regardless, you know. I mean, you know, NFL, it, it, the whole league would be completely upset if they did that anyway. You know, Commissioner's smart though. Jet, you make the owners so much money where no matter what happens, they'll never get rid of them. <laughs> right. Because he's making the owners so much money. Well, he is on the hot seat. I mean, a lot of stuff's come down. Uh, I'm quickly to touch base on the whole deflate gate. I mean, he, I mean, you saw the you saw the report about the whole locker room attendant guy that you know, yeah, went off went off the reservation for about uh, you know 90 seconds or something on the way to the stadium or in, onto the field. Um, yeah. Oh, that story got so boring. You know what got me so mad? They talked so much about that story last week. They, they, you know, just kept hitting at it and hitting at it. And when they should have been talking about Ernie Banks, you know, I'm a big Cubs fan, the great legend Ernie Banks passed away over the weekend. And instead of focusing on him and his career, this guy hit over 500 home runs, uh, first African-American Cubs player in the team history, won MVP, multiple all-star appearances. I mean, the guy was a legend. And instead of focusing on his, you know, illustrious career, they're, all we hear about is the flake gate, and that got pushed to the side. And that kind of angered me a little bit, being a Cubs fan, because, I mean, they just they beat this story down to the point where it just it got annoying. I couldn't even turn on ESPN. I just got sick of hearing it. Well, what are they going to do with the information is the thing. And, and Probably nothing. Quick, <laughs> I mean, just quickly, uh, you know, uh, all the condolences go out to Ernie Banks and, and his family and friends. Um, I mean, one of the greatest players uh, for the sport, who you know, especially being after American uh, of, of that era, you know, uh, he did a lot for that sport. So, um, well, prayers go out to him and his family. But going back to the flag, I mean, <laughs> do you think anything's going to come of this whole deflate gate when it's no. all been done? I think. No, there's going to be no fines, no suspensions. I just think, I, I just think it's pretty much when Belichick took the podium last Saturday and did his whole Bill Nye the Science Guy, <laughs> uh, you know, analysis of the whole situation. I said to myself right there. After that, you didn't hear much about it, and 
it, it's going to go away. There's no doubt about it. Now with the Super Bowl coming up, it's. I don't how think. How does it go away? I mean, just don't understand how it goes away like that. Because something yeah. obviously happened. I mean, nobody told a lot. The locker room guy isn't just going to take the balls off and do a different place for a minute and a half without. And it was 11 out of 12. For no balls. reason. Not one. I mean, for, not two. For what 11 reason? out of 12. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we talked about this last week, but if you're going to work for that organization, especially in the stadium somewhere, you know, being part of that organization in some form of matter, you're not going to do anything stupid to get fired like that. I mean, who, who does that? How does that just happen? Or does it happen yeah. all the time and, and we just don't know about it? I, mean, I don't know. I do guess. Belichick like lying? Do you not, didn't know about it? Or, I mean, what do you... Well, another report came out saying um, the head ref never wrote down the actual PSI. Uh, apparently what refs have to... The, the head ref has to write down all the PSI uh, for, the, for the game balls uh, prior to the game starting. And apparently apparently the ref is saying that he remembers that it was within the legal limits, but he doesn't, he never actually wrote it down, which is, which is another strange aspect because in terms of being refs, I mean, this is something that they should just be doing as a second nature. I mean, it's something, a pre-game protocol that they have to go through. You know, it's it's just crazy. Considering it was an, you know, an AFC championship game, I mean, they got the best refs in the league for these games. It's not like, right. you know, just a, a, you know, a, a newly guy that's just been starting. It's, these are ten-year veterans that've been doing this for years. I mean, it's crazy to me how these things always seem to come out around the Patriots, though. Yeah, but yeah, it seems. That one thing I can guarantee, though, this Super Bowl Sunday, uh, those balls will be checked. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, Sunday, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure the whole officiating team will be there to do that. You know the most the most asinine story of the week though had to be with Skip you know Skip Bayless like the guy's a loud mouth like I can't stand the guy he's so annoying obnoxious. <laughs> I like Skip, Skip Bayless actually. It's a conspiracy theory that but Garrett Blunt got himself got himself released by the Steelers so the Patriots could pick him up when the dummy doesn't even realize that if you get released by a team you have to clear waivers. Right. So how can it be a conspiracy if you have to clear waivers first? It's like if you're gonna, you know, think before you speak type thing. You know, it just. I well, don't know if you saw that story. My friend's a huge Patriot fan. He was just ripping. He was just infuriated about this whole story with Skip Bayless. Oh, I didn't see that segment. No, but I like Skip Bayless. I think I think he's an entertaining guy. Uh, some people don't like more, him, but I... I don't know who's more annoying, him or Stephen A. Smith. I don't know the two of them together. It's like... Oh. It makes a show, man. They make the show that way. I can't I mean, watch that show, whatever it's called. Um, I'm usually working anyway, but I can't I can't watch that show. Um, if it's on, I'm off. I, I can't watch five minutes of it because I want to, you know, head about my TV. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know what to say about that. It is. It makes you wonder, though, how these shows like that one, um, Around the Horn, PTI, you like here. It makes you wonder, like, how these shows are still going. I mean, do all this is is people's opinions, and do we really give a crap what Tony Kornheiser thinks about a situation? But it may, it makes me, you know, I'm just like, just mesmerized that these shows have been on for over ten years. Because you think about it, it's just these idiots' opinions that, you know, they're just trying to draw a reaction, and we continue to give them ratings, and that's why I refuse to watch these shows because I don't give a crap what Tony Kornheiser thinks about the Flake Gate, you know. Or what Woody Page well, thinks about the Super Bowl, you know? I mean, it's just these shows. It's just I can't get. Well, over they all it, have know. personalities, though. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's what, what makes the shows. And it's not like I would never go. I, I would never want to have to go debate against on a sports topic with against a Stip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't imagine the knowledge that they have and all the years of sports that they've watched, and you know. I mean, all the, you know, uh, you know, behind the locker room or not behind the locker room, but you know, all the all the, all the behind the stage things that they've seen and, and whatnot. Or, I mean, that, that's like years of experience that you would. I mean, I, I you know, I have all the respect for them for for what they do. They they've ruffled a lot of feathers over the years, though. The two of them, Skip Bayless. I mean, I was reading Troy Aikman still doesn't talk to Skip Bayless because I guess about. 12, 15 years ago, Skip Bayless was kind of, you know, talking about Troy Aikman's sexual orientation and all that, and it caused, uh, you know, insinuating things about Troy Aikman, and Troy Aikman just will not talk to him until this day. They, they, Because uh, if, you, if you can recall, Skip Bayless used to cover the Cowboys back in the 90s. Right. Early, so Skip Bayless, and the same thing with Stephen A. Smith when he wrote for the Philadelphia Inquirer, he ruffled some well, feathers too. Why? So. Yeah, I mean, they get opinionated. You know, sometimes they, they they draw their own personal opinions about things, but that's just how it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I have all the hate in the world for for the Patriots and the Seahawks and the Seahawks too. You know, so sure would you agree, though? As much as these two teams are hated, there. I mean, we went through a 16-game schedule playoffs. In my eyes, I mean, every now and then you get a Super Bowl where a team sneaks in. Like I'll I'll use an instance two years ago. I have to take nothing away from the Ravens. The Ravens right. won the Super Bowl. They weren't the best right. team in the AFC that year. But this year, I feel the Seahawks and the Patriots, we, we have the two best teams in the league that are playing the Super Bowl. I mean, this, you don't see it much, but this, these are the two best teams. I agree. I agree. Green Bay should have been in there, too. I mean, because I had Green Bay going to the Super Bowl as much as I had saying that. But... Um, no, you're right. I agree. It's it's you know there's always a team that sneaks in. Or, or you talk about the Giants, two Super Bowl wins. I mean, yep. they were yeah, they they just got hot at the right time. I mean, towards the end of the season, you know, they got in. I mean, they won. I mean, they beat it. They beat the Patriots twice. You know, it's amazing. I mean, that stuff happens. I don't know what to say about that joke. Eli Manning has more Super Bowl wins than Peyton. That is still dumbfounding to me. I still can't believe the Giants. You know, I was talking about with my friend the other day. The, the second time, okay, but the first time, 
when New England was undefeated that year and, and the Giants beat them. The Giants were a nine and seven football team. How did they beat New England? I mean, how did Eli Manning beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl? You know, I I have I, I they had a stout defense, so they oh yeah, they, Brady they got hit twenty seven times in that game. They stopped all over Brady. You know, back with you know Michael Strahan, you had Justin Tuck. I mean, yep. I mean they. <laughs> they were a disaster for a quarterback towards the end of the season. Yeah, Justin Tuck so, came out this week and said on on radio that uh, they were talking about how Brady was hit. I believe I think it was twenty seven times in that Super Bowl. The first time, you know, they played the Giants, and Justin Tuck said he won so much respect for Brady that day because he kept getting up, getting up. You know, he never he never right. laid down in that. I mean, they were hitting him. You're talking about some hard hitting ends. Tuck, Strahan. Uh, Right. I believe Kiwanuka was on that team, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they that was a that was a you know pass rushing dangerous football team that got to the quarterback, and and they they really did get the Brady that Super Bowl. But yeah, Justin Tuck came out and said he he won a lot of respect for Tom Brady and his toughness at the end of that game. But Justin Tuck just came out saying that that his team should that the Raiders should be. Going after Dominic and Sue. What do you think about no. that? They're, they're talking about the Raiders get, trying to get Sue, and then I heard them saying that they, they might go after Julius Thomas from the Broncos, and he said he would yeah. play for them. Yeah. So, you know, you get those two guys on both sides of the ball. I, are you sold, though, on the quarterback? Um, you can't um, say you're sold. Uh, you, can't, you can't. I mean, no one's sold on a, on a, on a rookie quarterback. Just yet. I mean, he's not an Andrew Luck type player. Um, you know, uh, will he? I think can he manage, and will he be able to? I guess progress. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he played he played decent. I mean, he played pretty decent for a rookie down the stretch. I mean, yeah, it took him a little bit of time to get into a little bit of a group, but you know, the past what the last five six games. I mean. The Raiders won, I think, three or four out of those out of those last six games. So they were they were moving in the right direction. I mean, I like what the Raiders are doing. They're putting the pieces in place. I mean, you've got a you got a found player in, in Khalil Mack too that they just drafted. So if they can get Justin Tuck and Dominic and Sue, I mean that pretty much shores up that defensive line. Charles Woodson's going back for another year. Just re signed for one more year. Think he's, I believe he's a free agent. Oh, you know, he say he's gonna he's gonna stay another year. He's uh he's uh Oh Sewers? No, come on, Woodson. Oh Woodson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Woodson's yeah. gonna come back yeah. another year for the Raiders. Yeah, he's so old though. Can he, <laughs> yeah, can he really have a can he have another you know I mean he didn't have a great season or anything, he just he's just very aged player. You know he has all the experience, but I don't. I don't think he can keep up physically. You know, with the younger guys. But I'm curious to see what happens with Sue, though. You talk about uh, Sue, and I, if he went to the Raiders, I'd be all for that because he'd be out of our division. But I mean, do you see him leaving? I, I know that Lions have considered franchise tagging him, but that's a big number this year. They're saying. I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about what the whole Detroit and that city is going about it, but 
the way I, I would think or the way I'm seeing it is I don't think Detroit wants to pay that kind of money for a trouble player. I don't think you can risk that kind of a payout and then have him get suspended in the future. Yeah, you're right. And then you lose, and then you just wasted money. Right. I mean, on the Raiders, on the other hand, because Detroit has a pretty good foundation, right? I mean, they went pretty far this season, you know. I mean, they had a lot better season than I was expecting them to this year. Uh, you know, and Caldwell, yeah, he did he did a good job of it, whatever. I was surprised. I thought they were going to – I thought oh. I didn't think they were a playoff team going into the season. I mean, they, 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 they met – they exceeded every expectation that they had this year. Um, but could I see them going to a Raiders team? Yeah. I mean, that's – yeah. I could totally see him going to the Raiders. I mean, Raiders got a whole ton of cap too, right now. I mean, they they literally have a lot of money to spend. Plus, you know, they I think they want that physical aspect. You know, they just want that tough guy bully on their team to just solidify some kind of a, of a goal on that defense. But that defense is just it was terrible this past year. So I can see that happening. And then you throw in Julius Thomas, another position player. I mean, for offense, it could happen. And then you got the young running back there, Latavius Murray. I mean, he started to break out towards the end of the season, you know. Um, I mean, the new, new coordinator, I believe, is going to start is just planning to game, you know, scheme the, scheme the offense around around that running game. So, then you bring the pieces in place. So, I just can't believe the uh-huh. Raiders haven't been in the playoffs in, in, you know, they'll be going on 13 years now. The last, their last playoff game was when they lost the Super Bowl in January of 2003 to the Buccaneers. That's the last time they've been to the playoffs. Can you believe that? I mean, that's that's that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it is a long time. I don't know, but if you're like, I always feel like it's a long time. I don't know, even like four years seems like a long time in football, doesn't it? What yeah. Oh, yeah. Into playoffs. I mean, it's, it, it just seems weird. Like, I, I hate, like my Vikings, I always get mad at them, but then I realize, yeah, they were just in the NFC Championship game, you know. Five years ago. ago. I mean, they were just, they were that close to going to the Super Bowl and it's like, well, like, you have one good season, then it's like another game. That was a terrible game. It's almost... for you, I mean, just in general, for a football fan, I thought it was a good NFC title game. It was a good game. It just, I mean, we just shot ourselves in the foot. So, I mean, it was almost similar to like what Green Bay did in that NFC championship game. They just shot themselves in the foot. I mean, it, it shouldn't have even gotten to that point. But, man, everything just spiraled out. AP fumbled a lot in that game. Hey, he fumbled the ball four, four times in that game, which is unheard of for AP. Yeah. I mean, it was just unheard of. Unheard of. So, yeah, I just wasn't meant to be, I guess. I can only do so much, but... Um, Talking about Josh Gordon, 
Quick little yeah. naughty. Failed the uh, failed the alcohol test. Um, man, this guy just can't keep himself out of trouble. Can't catch a break. He just, I mean, it just seems like he's destined to be doomed in the NFL. Um, but what do you think about Josh Gordon and, and you know everything that happened so far? Just because. Because of that, that stipulation of the whole alcohol testing, I mean, I think he should be allowed to have a drink after the season's over. I mean, that's my that opinion. You know, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, the season's over. I mean, he went through the whole season alcohol-free. Season's over. Let him relax. You know, it's not like he was out of control. He didn't, you know, get arrested or anything like that, but what do you think is going to happen to Josh Gordon because of this newest incident? Well, they're saying now he might, he could possibly get suspended for a, a whole year. Mm-hmm. This coming do, you think, season, which, do you think they'll uphold that? I hope not. that'll get actually I mean, implement this, that? This, this kid's got to, I mean, uh, granted he's going to know better, but I mean, that's kind of seems like a very shrewd suspension for a whole year. Uh, but this kid is wasting away his talent. I mean, his this is his best years in the NFL, and he's you know he's wasting it. He's he's ruining his career. He really is. I mean, it's too bad because you know the kid has an issue. I mean, he he got a little bitter today at a reporter or yesterday that asked him if he was an alcoholic. You know, and he he went off. And sometimes you got to accept it. You know, sometimes you got to own up to your you know. Did you read? Did you read that? Uh, well, his 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 letter, I guess you're gonna call it. Um, his, his outcry in terms of, you know, for everyone, for all the criticism of everything that he's done. Yeah, I saw some of it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's hard for me to feel sorry because you know he's got to know now. He's on a he's on a short leash right now for what's happening. He's been suspended a lot. and I mean, this kid, if this kid loses a whole year coming up, I mean, I don't care how good of a football player you lose a whole year. It, that's bad. I mean, that's... I don't know. The Browns, just between that and Manziel, and they... They need a... They need to hire chaperones, this team. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> babysitters or something because they seem like they have a lot of immaturity on, on this football team. I I don't even know what to think. It's it, it is it's just sad and a waste of talent. I mean, considering what he did two years ago, I mean, led the league in receiving, you know, with an, with, with only fourteen games. I mean, he led the league in receiving and he crushed it with only fourteen games. Uh, to his you know ten game suspension last year. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do. I mean, there's nothing to go away around it because as much as you want to feel sympathy, like you say, it's, he should know better. And he made a lot of valid points in that letter he wrote. Um, it's actually a pretty good read. You should check it out. But, you know, he, I mean, he, he came out at the NFL because they made, because the NFL is so hypocritical too at the same time, you know. You're telling a guy that can't, he can't have a beer, even though you got, you know, 
hundreds of millions of dollars of endorsements from beer companies. That's what he's saying. Yeah, it's a good point. It's crazy, you know. I mean, it is quite true, but uh, I I just don't know what. I mean, if he if this long, I mean, one year suspension. I mean, that's almost calling your career. I mean, considering you've only played what five games. Yeah, it's almost five I mean, games in two years. You're talking about in two good. years, you know. I mean, he needs to go play for Bill Belichick. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that goes to the Patriots, I think one thing. One thing, well, New England knows. Anyone that goes to the Patriots, they they stay out of trouble. They really do. I mean, Corey Dillon went there. Randy Moss. Yeah, except uh, except (laughs) besides their Hernandez. Yeah, except (laughs) Hernandez, which his trial started. Yeah, besides the guy that that pretty much did the worst. Worst of the worst oh, crimes. Yeah. I mean, and the worst, yeah, and the worst cover up. The way he tried to cover yeah. it up too, I couldn't get <laughs> any worse. And and that that trial was supposed to start Tuesday, but because of all the snow they had in the Northeast, it's been postponed. But uh, I can't see him getting away with it. I I would be shocked if he got. I mean, there's no way. <laughs> and he's broke too. I read a story. Right. He's broke. I mean, so even if by any chance he got acquitted. Number one, no team's gonna sign him, and he has no money, so he's he's broke. He has no education. He didn't, you know, go through Florida. Right. So, right. I mean, he it's too bad. You, you see so many of this happening. These young players, and they got they have it made. I mean, they don't realize how good they have it, and then they just they become their own personal enemy. They get involved in drugs or you know, bad group of people. They can't shy away from their friends. Of, of you know, in their trouble pass and and it just eventually comes to a screeching halt their careers and it's sad because then they gotta look back to this statistic, you know, in the NFL that what they could right. have been and it's and you've seen it so many times the players over the years that could have been something and this crap their yep. career away. Look at like Lawrence Phillips and back in the day how good he could have been and and some other you know, the list could go on and on. We could be here all night naming players that could have been something but you know, basically. And and, and the thing is, group. Josh Gordon and, and Aaron Hernandez, they they were on their way to being, you know, some of the elite players in the league. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, no. they were they were there. I mean, it's crazy you know, how how that could happen. I mean, another players too is is, is uh, um, Smith for the Forty ers Right. The defensive end. Alvin Smith, yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he's another one that if he doesn't start shaping up, he's he's an elite defensive end. I mean, just a, you know, athletic freak. And this guy, if he doesn't get his head on straight, we're gonna be talking about him again because he's had a multiple suspensions. It's... Yeah, sad to see. Yeah, I mean, these guys have it made, like you said. I know it's and what gets me mad is you can say, Oh, they're young and all that, but come on, when you're twenty three years old, you know right from wrong. You were twenty three at one time, you know it's right from wrong. I mean right. these kids aren't idiots. Right. I mean it's common sense. I knew when I was thirteen years old from right and wrong. Right. Um, so to say that right and wrong. No, I agree with yeah. you. Right and wrong is one thing, but immaturity, yeah, I can totally see that. You're you you know and I'm I mean when I was twenty three, let's face it, I I I made some stupid immature decisions too. You know, 
I mean, but it wasn't like going against pure, you know, the whole fight and wrong or, or good and evil kind of thing where you're just like, what, you know, like, you're right, you know, you know right and wrong when you're, when you're 10 years old. I mean, in this day and age, you've got to know better because it's, you know, social media, everybody and their uncle has a has a camera phone. You could be, right. I mean, you got to just know when you're an athlete or a celebrity or a politician or whatever, whatever you do in public, you're going to get noticed. It's going to, your life is under the microscope 24-7. You got to use your head. That's, that's, that's the life you've chose to be in. You're, you know, people look up to you. You're a role model for kids. You've got to always be on that, you know, you can't slip up at all. And too many times it's happening now in the, in the age of social media. You're on YouTube within five minutes. You're on Facebook, and everybody has blogs, and everybody tweets, and it's just, oh, just this day and age, it's everything's under a microscope. You can't get away with anything nowadays. Well, hopefully they can, hopefully Gordon can get back on track in some form or fashion. I mean, a lot of talent, a lot of talent, and a lot of waste going on there. Uh, let's talk about DeMarco Murray real quick. Uh, obviously, the NFL rushing title, he got 1,800 yards, 13 touchdowns. I mean, over 2,200 yards from scrimmage. Uh, I mean, we talked about his contract before, and they gave him some stupid lowball offer about like $4 million a year. Do you think he's going to be able to get the price tag that he's looking for, considering of all his injury issues that he's had in the past, he's coming off, you know, I mean, he had somewhat ridiculous, almost 500 touches throughout the playoffs that season. I mean, that's a lot of tread on the tires. Do you see him getting a big contract, or do you see it, and do you see Dallas letting him go? Uh, he won't get the big, if he gets a big contract, then you can say goodbye to Des Bryant. Because they're not going to be able to afford to pay one of them big and keep the other one too. It's not going to happen that way. So it comes to the, you know, it basically comes down to, you know, they're not going to take pay cuts or they're not going to settle for what they're not worth. But it's going to come down to who you keep, Des Bryant or or Demarco Murray. And I personally, nothing against Murray. He's he's an elite back, but Des Bryant, his height, his size, to me in the NFL, having a big elite wide receiver that can cause mismatches like a Megatron or, I mean, running backs are more of a dime a dozen. We've seen some fewer, of the Fewer, would you pick up, I guess let's put it this way, if your team needed a running back, would you pay the price tag for him? If I had money, if I had enough money under the cap, yes, I, yeah, I would. Uh, but it's at the same time, though, you look at running backs. Look at Denver this year, C.J. Anderson. He was a third-string back, and he made the Pro Bowl this year. You know, it's running backs are – it's a hefty tag to get him. And like you said, he's had a lot of wear and tear. He's had injuries. It's hard to say. Uh, oh, boy. Put on a spot. I don't I know think for Dallas, was. I, I know for Dallas' situation, though, no. Because Des Bryant, to me, is more important. <clears throat> You can't let you can't afford to lose Des Bryant. Wide receivers, like we said before, to, to find an elite wide receiver, it's it's harder than finding a running back in this day and age. 
in this in the NFL how teams are pass happy. And yeah, I but like you said, I, I don't think I would pay the tag because like running backs, as long as you get a good offensive line, any most running players can run by in any offensive line if it's good. Yeah, I don't. I I just couldn't knowing his injury concern. I mean, this is the first time he played sixteen games, and he almost he almost missed that mark too. Considering uh, he got that late broken fracture in his finger in surgery. Well, yeah, I just I don't think I could, especially for I mean he's not young. You know, it's not like he's twenty one, twenty two. I mean, no. you know, I think like twenty six, twenty seven. You know. He's, I I don't I'd have a hard time paying a price tag for a guy that's injury prone and can't stay healthy and coming off of almost you know 500 touches a 500 touch season I mean that's you're just begging you're begging for a breakdown for next year and there's so happening. much more you can you can invest your money in you know a shutdown corner a pass rushing end. Uh, uh, left tackle that can solidify your offensive line. There's so many other positions that you can invest more like money in compared to running backs. Running backs nowadays, not to take anything away from the running back position, it's not like it used to be. It's not like when we grew up seeing Walter Payton or Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith. This day and age, it's 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 not running backs' careers. Number one is short. Guys don't last that long in the league as a running back. You see careers deteriorate very quick as running backs, and like we were just saying, guys come in, and you see so many backs come in. Look at LeGarrette Blunt. He, he he wasn't with New England all year, and we've seen what he did in the playoff game. I mean, running backs, if you can have a good, experienced uh, offensive line that can make holes, anybody running back can run through them. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, Murray's a good player, but for a player like AP, yeah, I'd, I'd pay the price tag. I would, and it's not being biased. I just think he's he's the best running back in the league. And look at Matt so, Forte too, who can pass, like we said, once catch and block. I mean, Murray can catch and, and, and run too, but not a guy that's a complete game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to like an AP. I mean, yeah, I'm a little biased towards him because I love the guy and I love watching him play, but he literally just just changes the aspect of the game. I mean, he seriously, I mean, just anytime he touches the ball, it could be for a touchdown. That's what I love. You're in, you're in um, agree, agreement with me. I mean, you could curl me to the fact that if Dallas comes out, if it comes down to signing Des Bryant or Murray, I mean, you yeah. can keep Des Bryant. That's a, that's a, you know, don't even have to think about it type decision. Right, right. You're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're going to need a quarterback back there, too, because I don't think Tony Romo's going to be able to stand up another couple more years the way he's getting knocked around. I mean... He's taking his toll on him. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, he played it. He had a fabulous season, don't get me wrong. But it's it's how much, you know, he's constantly nursing his back with some kind of injury, surgery, you know, it's it's only takes so much. What and do you think about Peyton? Younger? Peyton still hasn't decided if he's going to come back. No, he will. I I think he definitely comes back. I don't think he wants to go out the way he did, losing to his old team in a playoff game. I think. Uh, I think. Man, that guy's, 
hiring Gary Kubiak, uh, Gary Kubiak was big. He's a quarterback friendly guy, very offensive mastermind. Uh, I, I think he comes back for another year. I, I really do. Uh, I'd be really shocked if he didn't, but I, I really think he'll come back for another season. But this could be it. I, I mean, that's a wonder. Speaking of quarterbacks, I can't get to the final segment here. We're just going to do a quick rundown and preview of the Super Bowl. Uh, but just the foreshadow on Russell Wilson, how big of a contract do you see this guy getting? Is he going to be the highest paid player in the NFL? Oof. You know, that game Sunday, uh, a couple Sundays ago against Green Bay where he threw four picks makes me wonder, I mean, how is he? Is he really that good? I mean, I mean, he was a good quarterback, but is he a great quarterback? But then at the same time, if they win Sunday, he's already got two Super Bowls in what three years? Three years. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. And then you look at then number two, you look at his wide receivers. We don't have an elite wide receiver. I'm not taking anything away from Doug Baldwin or a Curse or any of those wide receivers that they have in that team. Uh, Lockett, whatever. Uh, he doesn't really have an elite wide receiver on his team. But I don't know if I want to put him in the in the great echelon. I mean, I, he's not in Aaron Rodgers' class. He's not in a lot of quarterbacks' class. Because the way they're looking at it is, I mean, from, from all the reports that are coming out in terms of his contract aspect, I mean, he could be looking at up to $25 million per year, which would make him the highest paid player in the NFL today if he came out with his contract, which is which is That's just absurd. I mean, if you this is that much money, you're going to lose a lot of pieces of that team. You're not going to be able to keep everybody. You're going to start losing pieces on that defense. Right. I mean, obviously they're keeping Thomas, you know, Earl Thomas, they're keeping Richard Sherman, um, you know, can they sign Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, most likely for this year or this coming year uh, or next year, I guess, since this season. Do you think Lynch comes Sunday. back? Because now he's saying well, all year long, he said he didn't want to come back, but now he's saying he might come back. Do you think he comes back to Seattle this year, next year? I think if the price is right, he will. I don't see why he wouldn't, uh, especially if he's got a chance at a three-peak because – a lot of the same players will be intact. I mean, besides like cornerback, take like Byron Maxwell, he'll probably be gone by the end of the season. I know they're gonna bring they're gonna try to bring back Bobby Wagner. Um, I mean their O line is pretty much intact. I know they have to re sign like Russell Oakham. But I don't know. Is, is Russell Wilson worth that much money? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. he is. I don't think he is either. I just I can't. Because without that defense, you lose that game automatically. Oh, yeah. I mean, against against Green Bay. Four picks in that game. Against Green Bay, you lose that game. I mean, defense kept him in that game, got him back to that game. And, yeah, he threw the winning touchdown, but that would have never happened without that defense. That defense was extremely stout, and in a lot of those games, you know, in, in this past season, I mean, you talk about having a defense that keeps you in the game, man. 
that takes a lot of pressure off, especially when you're throwing four picks. You know, that's that's crazy insane. Yeah, but, usually when you throw four picks, you lose in the football game, and for them, the oh, hands down. down. And he put hands that down, in. you lose. And he, and he put that defense in, uh, and, and a couple times in that game, he put that defense in a precarious position. Um, he that pick he threw in the first half, they got Green Bay took it all the way to what the like five like ten yard line, but then they had to settle for a field goal. Seattle's defense, they were yeah, they the were one lucky. yard line. Yeah, they were lucky. Up him on the one yard line. They were lucky. They they kept that Green Bay offense down to each those first two drives of three points each. Because I mean. Green Bay scores touchdowns on those first two drives. It's fourteen nothing, you know. Right, and it's. I mean, it, it's over at that point. A lot of things could happen in that game, but I don't believe he's worth that much money. I don't think he no. should be the highest paid player in the league. There's just no way he doesn't have no. Because he's not. Aaron league. Rodgers is such a better quarterback than him. Right, I, I agree too. Well, there's a lot of quarterbacks that I think they're better than him too. Not just Aaron Rodgers, I mean, besides Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or yeah. um, uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, he's up there too. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah, I have Andrew Luck. Luck you know, would you I take mean, Wilson over Philip Rivers? Uh, I think I would based on age. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you could put a handful, I mean, just about any kind of quarterback back there, you know. I mean, if you dissect it, I mean, put a put a Peyton Manning back there with that Seahawks defense. That's, that's Super Bowl written all over it. But Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady's doing it without even, you know, a great defense like Seahawks. Right. Um, you know, put Andrew Luck in that Seahawks oh. defense. I mean... That's that's a no brainer. You could put Philip Rivers there, and I bet he he'd win twelve games. And you look at you know so you look at past winning Super Bowl teams that had great defenses. I'm going to name three of them right now, and they had basically average quarterbacks. Look at the Bears in '85, one of the great greatest defenses of all time. Jim McMahon was a good quarterback. He wasn't great. He was maybe a little above average. Look at um Baltimore when they won in yep. 2000. Trent Dilfer. <laughs> and then you look, and you look at and look at the Bucks in O two. Brad Johnson. I mean, he wasn't. He was okay, but he wasn't nothing to go right home about. Right. Yeah. So you're right. When you have a great defense that covers up. I mean, for the quarterback, you just basically get a it's ball security. You got to protect the football when you have a great defense. You don't have to be great to win. Oh yeah, look at Rex Grossman. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. When they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Rex Grossman. Right. Oh, that's funny. They went to the deep. They went to the Super Bowl strictly on their defense that year. The Bears in '06. Yep. Yep. They did. I mean, it's crazy, but they did. Mm. It is what it is. But let's get to the Super Bowl game. Let's break it down. What do you see happening? I guess. What are your predictions or, or your thought process when you, you're trying to predict the outcome of this game? It can be difficult. Last year I was way off. Last year I said it was going to be a close football game. I did take Seattle, but I said it was going to be very close, and I and it was a blowout. I mean, and it, it 
initially it was because the first play was a safety, and right there Denver never recovered. So this year, I, I'm willing to bet it's going to be a close game. If there's a blowout on either side of the ball, I would be very shocked because I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, I want to, I'm curious to see the matchups. One big matchup I want to see is, is I can't wait, is Gronkowski against Cam Chancellor. Big against big. That's going to be fun matchup to watch. Uh, I'm curious to yeah. see how this Patriots offensive line protects Brady. Because we've shown, the, the defenses have shown, if you can get to Tom Brady, look at what the Giants did to him, like we were saying in the Super Bowl. Look at what the Ravens did to Brady a couple of years ago. If you can get to Tom Brady and get him in the deer in the headlights syndrome, then you can beat New England. So I'm curious to see how this offensive line handles that front that front four. I really am. How they can how they can stop Michael Bennett, and that's going to be another curious matchup. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I I'm going to go. Oof, this is a close one because this could go either way. I I think I'm going to go New England in this game. I really am. Uh, I don't think you know Seattle defensively. We know they're going to be great in that game, but I Gronkowski's a different weapon. I don't think they've ever faced somebody like a Gronkowski that can cause a lot of, you know, you know, just change things up. I and mean, what he does is basically he he draws defenses to him, so it opens things up for the rest of the guys on that offense. And I'm curious to see what Edelman does, and I'm curious, I'm curious to see how Seattle handles handles the New England formations, all these weird right. line, line, lineups. Line. Yeah, got a lot of tricky tricky lineups. I know New England has lost the last two times they've gone to the Super Bowl. They've lost, but I really think this time they're gonna they're gonna win it. I, I really do. I I think Belichick's Pete Carroll's a great coach, but I think Belichick's gonna coach him in this game, and I think it's, it's gonna be close. But I'm gonna go New England. But the matchup is gonna be Gronkowski against Chancellor. I'm telling you, that's gonna be a fun one to watch. I can't wait. I um I completely agree with you with the Gronkowski aspect. I want to see how they're going to stop him. I really do. I want to see who's really going to put, you know, who's going to line up against him, and are they going to double cover him, you know, play on the strong side, whatever it is. It's going to be interesting because I think Rob, I, I, I think Gronkowski just wants to blow up in this game. I mean, I think he just seems so pumped, you know. Yep. I mean, watching that guy in the media and stuff like that, I mean, I mean that guy is probably a guy that I would like to party with. I think I think he'd be a fun guy to party with. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? Like, he's, a, he's, a <laughs> he's a baller, dude, straight up. That's what he says. Uh, that guy yeah, that guy just looks like he'd be fun to hang out with. Uh, like I said, the Gronkowski matchup, that'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Tom Brady will start to attack you know, Richard Sherman's side. Uh, he knows you know he's that. hurt. Yep. You know, he's got that injury as well. And obviously that's not going to really make a huge difference, I don't think, in terms of how Sherman plays. But, you know, it's just something that's not 100%. So, um, I think the Patriots will run the crap out of the ball. Yeah. I think they're going to start and just, pound the ball with LeGarrette Blunt and let them just... Basically, they have to wear down this defense because they're just so darn fast, you know? I mean, they have so much speed on that defense. 
and, and, and the physicality aspect. And I think they need to break that bell uh, for them to have a shot against this defense. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think he's going to have to, he's going to really have to play more option in this game. He's going to have to do a little bit more of the read option there. Um, you know, something he did in the last, you know, the last five minutes of the of the NFC game. I think that's when he looked his best. Um, I'm curious to see how those wide receivers do. The Seattle Baldwin. How he I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see Baldwin against Revis too. Uh, I mean, Baldwin is is a smack talker. I mean, that guy talks a lot of smack, mm-hmm. and he's not even. I mean, he, he he's a good receiver. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's making plays and everything. I mean, even though he dropped a lot of important ones in the NFC game, but he talks a lot of smack. And he's not like a premier elite wideout. You know, and he's talking like he's just going to go bring in, you know, he came out saying he's going to bring in some tan lotion to Revis Island. Like, mm-hmm. are you going to, I mean, yeah, did you I see that? that? Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're talking to one of the best cornerbacks in the league and you're already going to run your mouth like that? I mean, you're talking about Revis Island here. This guy shuts down, you know, the best of the best. I mean, and you're not even... The Baldwin's not even over six feet tall. I mean, that guy's a short little guy too. But it'll be interesting. I mean... It's hard for me to choose a side because I just hate both teams. I, I don't even know which. I don't even know how to go about. Yeah, the pick. What do you think? Right, right. I know, and the thing is, I have to pick. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with you too. I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots. I don't think yeah, there'll be a blowout as well. I just don't see that happening. I think Seattle's defense is just too good to let it blow out. Um, but I think. I think Belichick will be it's just so much more creative in that aspect. You know, especially there's, you know, especially the second half, um, you know, changes that they make, uh, you know, depending on how the first half goes. I mean, I, I think Tom Brady and Belichick just have better bond and they're smarter, I think, than Carroll and Russell Wilson. Especially the way, I mean, for how bad he struggled against Green Bay, and Green Bay isn't, isn't, you know, I mean, they played top-notch defense, but they didn't have the top-notch defense technically. So, I'm picking Patriots too. I mean, it's like kills me to pick one because I don't even want (laughs) either team to win. I mean, seriously, I just I just don't want either team to win. I wish this was just. Should just be like disqualified. Uh, but I'm going to take the Patriots too. I, I think it'll be a lower scoring affair. And I think eventually Tom Brady will make a few more plays than Russell Wilson. Because I think that's what's going to come down to it is really do I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Tom Brady? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just don't. I mean, it's Tom Brady, and he'll probably find a way to cheat. So <laughs> uh, that's, 
That's basically my synopsis. So, but it'll be a good one. You know, it's Super Bowl. It can't. Man, it's gonna be exciting. Why I'm excited to watch the Super Bowl commercials too. You know, that's always yeah. fun. You got Katy Perry for the halftime show. Ooh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Katy Perry, so I never saw uh, a fan of her music. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. There's well, one year I won't be watching the Puppy Bowl. I, 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 I like. I'm really, really like Katy Perry. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> this is it's a family-rated show. All right. <laughs> DJ, don't get your hopes up. Uh, there isn't going to be any kind of a uh, mal, you know, wardrobe malfunction. Oh, I guarantee. You know what? To this day, I still kick myself in the butt during that whole Janet Jackson thing. I was in, I was in the kitchen at my buddy's house getting dipped. So I, I totally missed it. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> I, I always forget <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a shocker. I mean, Janet Jackson and JT. That's a shocker. You know, it's but nowadays I I can't remember the last time I watched a halftime show. I always watched the Puppy Bowl <laughs> during halftime. But this year, I really do like Katy Perry. I, I I think she's a you know very beautiful woman, and I'll be checking it out this year. And Super Bowl commercials, I don't know. Last year I wasn't too impressed. There was only a couple good ones, and now I, I'm hearing close to four million for thirty seconds. That's whew, it's unbelievable. God, that's an insane. Yeah, it's insane. I wasn't too impressed last year. I really wasn't. I thought there was maybe a couple that were good. Um, Hopefully this year. I don't know. We'll see. I know Budweiser always spends a lot, and companies like that, Career Builder, usually spends a lot of money in the past on commercials. Well, GoDaddy just pulled out their commercial. Yup, and I guess Hardee's, um, they have a couple of risque ads I hear. I don't know. We'll see. There should be some, uh, probably be a couple of good ones. I, you know, I, I kind of look forward to seeing the commercials at times. They're just not as good as they used to be. Like just, like going back to maybe the late nineties. Remember the whole the Budweiser frogs and, you know, uh, remember Terry Tate for Reebok, the guy, the Office guy. <laughs> that was those were funny. Right. Uh, I'm just excited for the Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl is just exciting. I mean, it should almost be a holiday. Oh, yeah, it should. It really should be a national holiday. Nobody's out anyways. Everyone's watching the Super Bowl. Or everyone's having a, you know, get-together with friends, family. I mean, you know, drinking, eating. You get to watch the game. I mean, it should be a holiday. But I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, I'll be rooting for the Patriots. My, My girlfriend's a huge Patriot fan, so she'll be into it. She's a huge football fan, so I'm going to have to... You know, at least root for New England because not she's not gonna be happy afterwards. But we'll see. <laughs> I, I just I think it's gonna be a good game though. I really I'm I'm not even I'm not a fan of either team, but uh, I really think it's gonna be a good football game. Uh, a lot of good players in this game. A lot of you know household names in this game from both sides of the ball, both teams. It's gonna be fun. I I'll be like I said I'll be shocked if it's a game like last year because I didn't anticipate that. I, I thought that was going to be close, and Denver got rolled in that game. But I, New England's a different, you know, a different breed than Denver. New England's, Denver's receivers last year looked fair. 
Uh, they didn't want to go over the middle. They looked tentative, a little scared. I don't think you're going to get that with New England. I, I would be very, very shocked if, if Gronkowski's scared going over the middle because that guy's a beast. He fears nobody. <laughs> oh, he's going to knock over, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I hope he lays some wood down on, on, oh, on that whole secondary, that whole Legion of Boom secondary. I hope he does. Because they need to, you know, they, they just talk too much stuff, you know. I don't think they know what they get into. They've never gone against. I don't. I think the, when they beat New England a few years ago, I think Gronkowski was hurt in that game. I don't think he played. And granted, they've played great tight ends. You know, they shut they they shut down Jimmy Graham. But Jimmy Graham, not to take nothing away from Jimmy Graham, he's a great tight end. He's probably the second best tight end. But Gronkowski is not only the athletic, he's a bull. You see him running. I mean, right, right. He carries people on his back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think Seattle has ever gone against somebody that 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 athletic. That strong and that freakish, running. Right. You know when he's running, when he catches a pass, he's like a train running with that ball. And right. I've seen him truck people. <laughs> right. No, it's going to be a good game, but it'll come to the end of our show. Um, everyone has a wonderful, wonderful Super Bowl day gathering, uh, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, I want to say this is you listen to the Gridiron Talks coming at you live from National Gridiron Network. Check us out on our website at ngscsports.com. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page and Twitter handle as well. My co-host Simon, CJ, last words for the night. You know, I'm definitely happy for the halftime show. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it yeah. should be a good one. In the game, too. You can't be that exciting if you got your girlfriend there. <laughs> I know, that's even the worst. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're going to have to, like, you have to, like, get her to get drinks and food every time. Like, why don't you go uh, get me something while I watch the halftime show? Oh, she sees my, if she sees my, uh, if she sees my tongue hanging out of my mouth too far, too far <laughs> she might be, tur- she might turn on the puppy bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, there you have it. Everyone have a good night and have a safe weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and until next week.